Cincinnati. Welcome to episode 195 of Cincinnati, the Bengals UK podcast. My name's Paul Hirons, basking in the glory of a fantastic victory. It is a victory Monday, again, uh, for the Bengals. We're getting used to this. Three in a row, how about that? Have a bit of it. Uh, Fantastic win, as I say, yesterday against the Titans. And joining me to go over everything and tell you stuff and uh, speak words that come out of our mouths. It is the cream to my egg, the egg to my nog. Uh, oh, that kind of breaks the chain, really, because I was going to play some word association there. But what can you, what can you, what comes after nog, Nathan Parman? <laughs> I don't know, son. It's been a while since you've done the done that old um, association so i quite enjoyed that to kick things off tonight in oh, what yeah. is a fantastic episode isn't it like after an incredible win last night i'm sure both of us are feeling festive and um in a very high spirits it is feeling cock a hoop i have to say i've got cock and hoops going on here all over the place i don't mind telling you uh nathan you're back obviously from your jaunt down to where did you go? You went to Southeast Asia, didn't you? It sounds fantastic uh, for a family holiday. Fantastic stuff. Yeah, very good for my dad's 60th. But I'd, I'd tell you what was beautiful. I got back to my flat last night after yeah. a long, long flight back. Half past five. I was in the door. I left I left my dad and my brother at the luggage carousel place. I was like, look, I'm <laughs> off. I don't got a suit. I've got a little bag. Like, ran away. Got back here for half five. And I'd tell you what that game was not going to send me to sleep i mean you know if you ever needed anything to just keep you up to a normal hour it's three hours of bengals versus the titans what a fantastic game of football that was and it wasn't just one of those you know games where it's just the old huge high octane plays down the field it was a real tactical masterclass, a real proper ding dong battle one of those old-fashioned games that had a bit of everything it was just an absolute treat to watch that for hold on a minute three hours. hold on whoa, whoa, whoa. you left your dad and your brother at the luggage carousel you're an absolutely ruthless nathan palmer absolutely I, I, ruthless i don't take suitcases away with me son I, you should know that by now if you want to wait for your suitcases i you go with someone else i'm not you, that's not i'm not <laughs> You're not catching so even down to hour. Southeast Asia, you don't take a suitcase. What you just Absolutely take a backpack not. with a bunch, with just stuffed full of spare pants? Is that is that's that a reasonable? It? That's a reasonable sized duffel. I'll right, take. Okay. Like, you, you get a fair bit of stuff in there, and if okay. you, you wash, wash a bit while you're there if you need it. But <laughs> you wash a bit while you're out there if you if you need it. 
<laughs> do you know what? Do you know, this is a bit of a bit of fun facts for people, which because okay. I didn't know, I didn't. Most people probably know this, but I don't know. I thought it was interesting, right? That part of the world, so like Singapore, just as an example, they have never experienced weather colder than twenty degrees ever, ever. No matter the month, the time of the day, the year in the history, the coldest it's ever got is 20 degrees. Isn't that mad? Wow, that is mad. That is mad. Never even at any point has there been like a 15 degree day or anything resemblance of cold. Like 20, you still think, oh yeah, it's quite, quite tasty. And that's the lowest temperature in their history. So what was it when you went out? What were the temperatures out there? It's just 30 every day, but like a bit cloudy, rains. But yeah, they said that I was speaking to a guy out there and he said, yeah, it's either hot very hot or raining that's they don't right, get much okay. wind it's just yeah you it's see I, I think i like the seasons i like a season 100 percent. you, you got off my nut if it was like yeah. that all the time yeah i just thought it was crazy that they don't like if you just lived there you know in malaysia singapore indonesia places like that that you wouldn't even know what cold weather felt like if you'd never left yeah like you'd wow. never have experienced like a sort of like a chilly day. Yeah, yeah, or a, a blustery evening with the leaves falling off the trees or, yeah. God forbid, a bit of snow. How, but, I mean, imagine yes, their I, reaction I, 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 to snow. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Because in, in Africa, obviously, you get you get the cold weather, don't you? Like the, the desert and stuff at night. Yeah. Like at least you can sort of have an appreciation for that. But yeah, out there, nothing. Well, there we go. And you come back here, it's freezing fog. I was down in London today. It was kind of a bit sleety and a bit uh, a bit chilly and a bit rainy and a bit grey. Um, I wonder what the Singaporeans would make of today's <laughs> weather. Anyway, we're not a meteorological podcast. That's where you do that. That's what you, that's where you do your best work, son, though, in the sleety <laughs> grey weather. I've, seen you, I've exactly. seen you up to no good in that weather. I like my collars turned up, <laughs> slinking in and out of the shadows... And a nice prowling around, prowling the streets of London, (laughs) seeing my reflection in the puddles, and uh, yeah, just slinking into the odd uh, boozer with an open fire if you can find one in uh, in London town. If not, just uh, a pub. I've been to a pub in London for, in fact, since I last met you, surprisingly or not surprisingly, actually. Um, we, we'll have to get one sort. We've got to do something for Christmas, haven't we? I know yeah. well, you've obviously got the Bengals, the UK meetup in a couple of weeks. But... That's right. We'll get to that in a, in a little while. But uh, there is a meetup on the very near horizon, actually. So uh, looking forward to that. Uh, tonight, we're obviously, uh, I say tonight, but in this episode, it might be the morning when you're listening or even the afternoon. Perhaps you're uh, sinking into a luxurious hot bath with lots of bubbles and listening to me and Nathan massage your earlobes, uh, metaphorically. Um, yeah, or, anyone's ever listened to the podcast in a bath? I remember someone... I rem- <laughs> Do you know when we used to do, like... Well, we have done, uh, like, the 50th, the 100th episode and the 150th, we always ask people where where they listen to it, uh, you know, what it means to them. And I can't remember who it was, but someone said, I think it was Sam Anger, who said that he listens to it in the shower uh, every (laughs) Tuesday morning, which is, uh, I don't know whether that's a horrific thought or not, Um, (laughs) or slightly erotic, I don't know. Uh, Sam them... Uh, kind of soaping is 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 well yeah and um, 
listening to us well we uh, natter on absolute nonsense but uh, maybe maybe we could you know maybe there's a breakfast show for us in the future nathan maybe that is our maybe. our future maybe we go on to like i don't know smooth fm or something like that and, and <laughs> do the do the breakfast show uh but we we shall see uh yes we're going to get some reaccione in a moment uh we've got some news on the horizon and we're going to take your correspondence because as obviously there's a lot of them and and it makes a nice change there's lots of happy people out there we've also asked you because we are you know post thanksgiving and uh tis the season now people have got their decks up and uh, looking forward to the holidays They've written their list of Father Christmas. What's on your? What's they got on? their what up? Their what? Their decks, <laughs> decks, not decorations, not right. The okay, other word that right. you obviously thought I said. Um, Goodness me! <laughs> well, it's holiday I know, season. I know it's been a good I mean? three-game win streak. But I thought that was a bit much. <laughs> well, you know what can you say? It's made a lot of people very happy indeed. In a in a in every way, I think. Um, yeah, have you written your list to Father Christmas? Have you been a good boy this year, Nathan? Well, I, 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 do you know what I've done, son? I, I, this is, again, unpopular. I've been given a few unpopular opinions recently on the podcast. I'm well aware. Really? But I'm quite a, like, you know, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, yeah. getting some stuff in there. So I bought myself a few bits and pieces yeah. already. So I, I've, Santa's going to have to... I have to drum up some other stuff for him because um, my email yeah. box was full of Black Friday nonsense, and some of you the you get some good stuff knocking about. Though, you so. do, but it's just bombardment, and I can't yeah, be asked like rifling through all the kind of I don't know hard skin removers for your feet at like five pounds instead of fifty or whatever. Uh, and there's some crazy stuff that I that I saw and obviously didn't buy, but. Um, there's still a few Black Friday stuff uh, knocking about. Anyway, anyway, yes. So um, we've also because it is tis the season, uh, we've asked people to rank their uh, favourite chocolates, Christmas chocolates, and we'll be talking about that later. And if you don't turn off now, I don't know when uh, you will do. So uh, let's get to some reaccione. Reaccione, reaccione. Right, uh, the Bengals 20, the Tennessee Titans uh, 16. We went into Music City and turned off that music once again. Uh, that's uh, obviously we beat them in the, uh, the divisional playoff round, which caused much consternation. Uh, to the point of, uh, I think Ryan Tannehill had to go and get counselling after after that game. It's a true story, that is. Um, but we did it again. Um, we went down there and uh, it was a very, very... I really enjoyed this game. It was a very, very hard-fought game. Some proper, proper trench warfare going on. Uh, I loved it. I loved every minute of that game. And uh, what a victory. It felt like... The kind of victory, um, well, it felt like a playoff win. Do you know what I mean? Because it was against a good yeah. team, a highly seeded team in Tennessee, yet again. And, you know, off the back of a couple of wins, confidence was high. We went down there. Uh, it was the start of the back end of the season, the much heralded, trickier back end of the season. 
and uh, we went down there and took care of business, didn't we? Goodness me, we absolutely... I mean, it wasn't a throlicking in your traditional sense, but um, it was a real toe-to-toe game. And I, as I say, I loved it. I thought it was a really good game to watch. and uh, Lots of fun things happening. Lots of great defensive play. Lots of decent offensive play. Um, and as you say, you know, lots of really good coaching as well from from our side of the of the ball. You know, um, so yeah, loved every minute of it. Thought it was a terrific win. Really proud of the guys. It was the it was I think far and away the best performance of the season. The most complete performance of the season. Offense, defense, special teams. You know, Chrisman had another good game at punter. McPherson was on the money every time. Borough had a great game. P. Ryan had a great game. We'll come into I'll get your thoughts in a second. But, yeah, re- complimentary football at its best. Uh, we look like a proper, proper team again. And um, let's hope we can just be consistent because that's what's what it's going to take to get to the playoffs. That's what it's going to take. Really consistent, complimentary, physical, hard-fought football and yesterday we ticked all the boxes. Couldn't have been prouder. What a game. What a win. Bob's your uncle. Fan is your aunt. <laughs> no, well said. And 100% is our best win of the season. And honestly, it's one of Zach Taylor's biggest regular season wins, I'd say. Um, right up there. I mean, you'd certainly argue the Chiefs win last year, probably his biggest regular season win. But that's got to be right up there because this season has been a bit to and fro. And I think this win perfectly signifies the fact we are heading in the right direction and people can feel confident about the fact that not only is this a playoff team, but it's a team that should be challenging um, you know, for the number one seed in the AFC. And I don't think that's a silly thing to say. I think three weeks ago we were talking about you know, people were throwing the idea out there that we maybe should be trading people away and thinking, you know, we weren't going anywhere this season and a couple of injuries had come in and, you know, we all felt hopeless. And I think if you said to people then, look, without Jamar Chase for three games, you're going to win all three with two of them being on the road, one of them against the Titans on the road, I think no one would have believed you. And the Bengals done an incredible job to win those to win those games and really assert themselves in the AFC now um, as real contenders with the Ravens losing, you know, joint top of the division. You've got some, all of a sudden some quite crucial wins um, with against teams around you. that are in the hunt. You've got the head to head against the jets. You've got the head to head against the dolphins. You've got the head to head against the Titans, all of which will be competing for um, playoff spots when it comes down to it. So the Bengals have put themselves in a fantastic position um, and people will take serious notice of that around the league. You know, it's one of the biggest games of the week and, you know, two teams that are almost certainly going to gonna be in the playoffs. So for the Bengals, that'll really give them some confidence. Um, and you, you, it's another game and Zach Taylor epitomised it by handing out game balls to everyone. Everyone played their part in that win it wasn't one side of the ball that particularly did any better than the other the offensive anything I think struggled at times it it turned itself up at the end when it needed to and got us got us over the line um, and I thought they did an incredible job um, you know and I think there was about four or five minutes on the clock when you, you could have easily in the past you know potentially bottled it and punted it and then let them you know, have a real go at you, but to get it all the way down there like they did at the end and just really drain that time off the clock was absolutely fantastic, um, confident football. 
Um, and and, and really smart football, I think, because... Yeah, it's a really good third down conversion as well. That play to Trenton Irwin where he turns Whoa, his body around and catch. catches that ball. Unbelievable. The one to T. Higgins, his catch down the sideline, and that got enough praise. That was unbelievable catch, concentration, you know, it was reasonably good coverage to get that, get his feet in as well. I mean, there was some really good plays, great ball placement by Joe Boy as well. He really upped his game in the, um, in the second half. So, huge just a massive win I, it, one of those wins where I genuinely woke up this morning and was like oh that actually happened didn't it yeah, That's the, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. Real, a real sort of burner of a win that yeah. gets the fire like sort of up and inside you so oh, oh you know where, where are we going from here Sano uh, they've definitely got the taste for it again you can see it they know exactly uh, you know that I mean, this game re- reminded me so much of last year. Do you know what I mean? The, the defence playing really well again, aside from one breakout play. But, you know, Cam Taylor-Britt, after struggling the first couple of weeks since his debut, really came on strong yesterday, both in coverage and open field tackling. So aggressive, and uh, yeah. I like the look of him. Lots of energy and uh, really good tackler. Mike Hilton making plays in the backfield. Oh, Incredible. outrageous, the geezer. DJ Reader sh- shedding and shredding double teams, you know, batting down three passes. Hendrickson and Hubbard making plays. Uh, Wilson and Pratt. I mean, Pratt's having an outstanding season. Uh, Wilson and Pratt, you know, kind of making hay in the middle of the field. Uh, even Eli Apple, you know, making plays as well. So defence was superb. Held uh, Derek Henry to something like... Uh, 38 yards, yards, 2.2 yards a carry. That's insane. Um, But I want to talk... I mean, it just reminded me of last year. And then the offence just pulls out the big plays when it needs to. to. Pirine having a really good time of things uh, this season, playing really, really well. Travion Williams picking up blitzes brilliantly. Some big plays on the ground and... Uh, uh, through the air as well. I say T Higgins, you know, incredible. Trenton Irwin, Hayden Hurst as well. But it's uh, that offensive line. You have to give your give immense praise to the offensive line. It's really coming together now. Yeah. I mean, some of the pockets that uh, uh, Burrow was throwing from yesterday. That I mean, he only got sacked once, which was great. Uh, but you expected more with that defensive front and. Uh, they, I mean, the sack that he took, I think that was a coverage sack. You know, Kappa had his man blocked, but, you know, he managed to, to shed the block because, uh, you know, coverage was so good downfield. And that's the point, man. You're playing good teams, and this is a really good defense. So you're going to have your offensive struggles. But what I really like about this team, they, and this, this is for the coaches more than anything, I guess, um, they're able to adjust. They're able to make in-game adjustments, Half-time adjustments. We know what Lou can do. What what can Lou do? Uh, but also, what can Zach do? Doesn't quite rhyme like Lou. But um, um, what can Zach and Brian do? And, you know, they take a lot of flack. There's been some game-planning disasters this year. Let's let's be frank about it. But they they seem to have settled on a... On a on a mindset really and they're really good at adjusting I think and um, what's interesting to me as I say is the offence really Borrow's, Borrow's playing like Neo in the Matrix he can everything's slowed down for him now he can kind of just now he's got that 
protection. And we've always said, you know, if Burrow gets a few extra seconds protection, look out because he is an extraordinarily accurate passer. And I mean, he's that, not giving the ball away at all at the moment. No, he's he's, he's, he's been really smart. That, really, yeah. Smart. Ever since that game against Pittsburgh at the start of the year, you take that out, and his ball protection has been incredible. And yeah, yeah. I yeah. think that's what you got to do, especially in games like that. Yesterday, that game really, you know, neither team turned the ball over. It was one of those games, very well coached, and everyone sort of, you know, jockeying for position, had everything in it, and all it would have taken yesterday is an ugly interception, a fumble, yeah, you know, an error, yeah. something like that, that could just turn the game instantly. And that's where someone like Joe Boy just kept it, kept it smart, you know, made the right plays downfield, looked after the football. And, you know, that and that wins you the game when you can play like that. So, you know, fair play to him at the moment because he's, he's certainly not losing his games playing the way he's no, at the moment. No, no, he's checking stuff down. He's getting the ball quickly when it needs to be gotten out quick. And uh, he's accurate down the field. There was one particular throw where to Higgins on uh, down the sideline, more of an out route really, but down the sideline he placed it right in between, just over the head yeah. of the cornerback and in front of the the covering safety. Uh, it was just like a beautifully flighted, accurate in the breadbasket catch, unbelievable. But I say it's like. You know, um, earlier on in the season, they got they caught Zach and his team caught a lot of flack for being predictable, right? Uh, you know, they kind of lined up in quite uh, in formations that kind of were quite obvious what they were going to do, either run or pass or whatever it might be. There was no real adventure, invention or whatever. And then they started going back. To, they started going to this shotgun, running out of shotgun thing, which seems seems to seem to really give the run game a bit of a kick up the arse, and it kept the defense on their toes a little bit more, more RPOs and all that kind of stuff. And then against the Panthers, they went back and started to run wide zones because Panthers, you know, that's their weakness on defense on the outside. So, okay, so they're attacking. Uh, the weakness of the Panthers um, and in this game I mean Tennessee's run defence is much heralded uh, and yet they didn't you know just when you think they would go back to shotgun they, they more or less went you know Pirine in the backfield Burrow under centre they brought in Adenergy and uh, what's his chops um, Mitchell Wilcox for some big boy blocking extra blocking power and they kind of said, "Look, we're this is what we're going to do. There's no messing around here." And that, but this time they executed. The weird thing was they attacked Tennessee's strength on the ground. They didn't attack their weakness. They attacked their strength. And yet they were six. I mean, you know, Pirine didn't rush for like 150 yards. He rushed for 58. But it was enough to kind of keep moving the ball. And and that combined with Burrow's kind of checkdowns. And then he, you know, he could pick his pick his moment to go downfield and yeah. you know it's a beautifully balanced offense um they can they can kill you with that go ball down the sidelines normally it's to chase this time it was to higgins uh, they pick their moments and they pick their matchups and that's the benefit of having the run game because you're still moving the ball puts the defense on their toes and then bang they can hit you for those 20 30 yard gains so yeah. really interesting tactically as I say, it's kind of like they were saying to Tennessee, look, we know your re run defense is really good. 
but actually we're going to line up under centre uh, a lot of the time and just going to run it down your throat and we're going to attack your strength which kind of surprised me a little bit but goodness me it worked didn't it because P Ryan had a great day both on the ground and in his that sort of 30 odd yard check down was really nice um yeah really interesting really interesting and it, it again it proves to me that this team well I think that a lot of people you know when Zach first started is like well what is this team's style what is their identity and I, I think the identity is that they are a Swiss army knife they are they can at their best they're like they can they can be agile and switch things up and hurt you so many different ways um and that's 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 really interesting and actually quite dangerous for opponents you know there's no there's no one way to defend this team you've got to be you know because they can hit you on the ground now if they they've got the running game going much better they can hit you on the big plays they can hit you with the short stuff with Hayden Hurst playing well uh, they can hit you you know down the seam or the, in the intermediates with Tyler Boyd as well yeah i mean things are just clicking aren't they just really really clicking and um just at the right time as well let's face it 100% and i think one of the biggest things for the Bengals over the last three weeks is they have been able to establish that run and do a good job of it. I know against the Steelers, perhaps it wasn't anything crazy, but you look back to that game when Joe Mixon went nuts. Um, and then obviously this game, Samar J. Piran did just enough, I think, to to really make um, really make the Titans sit there and say, right, we've got to respect this. We've got to try and stop it, which again opens up that passing game, as you mentioned. So really impressed by him. I think he's worked so hard um all season to put himself there he runs like an absolute man possessed you know he just really fights for those extra yards and so many times he gets here the line of scrimmage or yard into the um into the backfield and ends up managing to get like three four or sneaks through for six and you just think oh yeah that that's i think what we've been missing a bit from joe mixon at the start of the year and um, I think it's going to be an interesting debate when Mixon comes back as to sort of how. Yeah, what do you reckon? I mean, I mean. Well, you, I, I just. For me, uh, I think you've got to. You've got to keep P. Ryan involved. You can't just go back to Joe Mixon getting 20 carries and him getting one or two and then Travion Williams not being involved. I think it would send the wrong message, but you also can't turn around and just give the job to to um Samar JP Ryan and you know just say to Mixon you know no worries Mixon's a leader on that team he's a big personality he's a good player you know and he's he's coming off the back of a an extraordinary game himself um so I think we All right, well, do what, what does that give... what does that mean for Chris Evans because Chris Evans was in the game at the start but he committed that penalty which was you know the first offensive drive the Bengals were moving the ball down the field really nicely got into the Titans territory and then a big game which would have taken him into the red zone I think it was to Higgins uh, and then uh, it was called back because of some illegal block I believe yeah. by Evans and then we didn't really see him again for the rest of the game um, and Trayvon Williams you know who I've always you know he's been a guest on this podcast I've always thought he's talented uh, quick a uh, bit different from P Ryan and Mixon um, is this? Is this? I mean, are they gonna? Has Travion done enough to edge out Chris Evans, for instance? Well, yeah. I mean, it's certainly interesting. I, one game and a couple of plays is probably not enough to establish a 
you know, a sort of clear picture, I guess, with it. But it, for me at the moment, you've got to give probably Joe Mixon 70% of the workload when he comes back. But you've got to give some RJP Ryan his share. You have to give him a drive here or there. You've got to give him some snaps and get, keep him involved because you've got to play with a hot hand. He's running like a man possessed. He's, to me, you know, looks a lot better than Mixon looked for the majority of the season. And that's doing it against Tennessee. You know, Joe Mixon put all of his yards up against the Panthers. You know, it's one of those games where it's like, well, you know, fair enough. And, you know, you pad your stats out in a big win. But you've got to, you know, the Titans is a serious game to do that. And I know some RJP run, like you said, he's not going to put up 125 yards and two touchdowns and just torched them. But that performance was a real gritty, quality performance, you know, made the absolute most of what he was given. Um, you know, there wasn't any big plays in there for 40, 50 yards that, you know, make it look spectacular. It was a real Yeah, but at, at, one, at one stage, he was like averaging over five yards a carry. And, and do you remember that stiff arm? I think it might have been his very first. Yeah, exactly. Run. Yeah. Incredible. Very, very start as well. Yeah, great start. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so- It'll be interesting. You, you've got to reward that. And I think you've got to, you've got to give Joe Mixon back his starting spot and say to him, look, you know, but I, I, he'd be looking over his shoulder because Samar JP Ryan, you know, he's earned his shot and you can't just say, you know, when Joe Mixon comes back, right, you're on the bench again. You know, we might give you a carry or two if Mixon's blowing. Um, I, I really think he deserves his shot and he deserves to keep to keep running the ball. And I think we should use them more as a sort of two-headed monster, sort yeah, of rotate yeah. in and out. Um at the moment then we should just sort of giving you know mixing the absolute bulk of the carries as we usually do so yes. yeah I mean, it's a good problem to have you know it's always a good problem to have if one of them does get hurt you've got another person to step up and yeah, you yeah. know you say with Travion Williams I mean again it from fairly limited sample size he had a couple of carries yesterday one of them obviously a crucial one that he took 16 yards down the field but again encouraging to see that you've got a guy that's been waiting there very patiently putting the work in that can step in when it matters and also um, you know, make a play in a big game. So huge, yeah, massive. But I do think some RJP Ryan, you've got to give him his credit, give him his due and keep him keep him involved. Yeah, and as, as the weather gets worse, you know, you want to get the run game going seriously. So having those two guys, both mixes more physical than you think, but, you know, uh, Samaje is like a, a kind of a boulder on legs, isn't he? He just—he's a much better blocker as well, isn't he? We both know yes. that. Yes, uh, Mixon has been poor in pass protection this year, from the naked eye. I'm not got any stats to back that up, but from the naked eye, he has been poor at pass in pass protection this year. But P Ryan's pretty good. Travion was pretty good yesterday as well. So just a really all-round terrific performance and uh, felt like a playoff win we're playing some big teams now at the business end of the year these these really do fuel the momentum uh, these wins that I should say and performances really do fuel the momentum and confidence and I don't want to say it but I am gonna it feels like last year you know I mean obviously there's a lot of football to be played against some very good teams uh, we we might not win another game for the rest of the year. I mean, it really is. Oh, bloody hell. No, no, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, these games are on an knife edge. You know, Chiefs, Browns, Bucks, uh, Patriots, Bills, Ravens, half of them are kind of coin toss, uh, mm. coin flip uh, games. You would favour us against the Browns, but they get Watson back and they've had our number. 
in recent year in yeah recent years I guess Patriots away will be a tough game but a very winnable game but you know you like where we're at as a team you have to be we're playing really well and you look at the Ravens conversely who don't seem to be playing well in fact the Titans reminded me a bit of the Ravens actually they're built for the run quite naturally you have to be with like Derek Henry back there but um not too much firepower down the field and on the edges with the wide receivers. Decent tight end. Um, do you know what I mean? A tough defense. They really felt like the Ravens, um, uh, which you know could be a good or a bad thing depending on what you think of the Ravens. But do you know what I mean? They, I mean, the Ravens aren't playing well. They barely scraped through against the Panthers last week, and this week, of course, they uh, they hilariously lost to the Jags uh, when. Uh, Trevor Lawrence and his lustrous locks managed to uh, pull that one out of the out of the uh, out of the fire. Fantastic victory! So, you know, but, but you know, they it doesn't really matter if they're playing that well or not. They've got a much much easier schedule going into. Uh, I mean, what's that? What's the betting that will will be their, playing their off their for the Is ridiculous. The Ra- yeah, the Raven schedule is very easy. The rest of the way on They've paper. Yeah, they've got to play. They've got the Steelers twice, which you've got to think for them. They're going to fancy their chances there. They've got the Browns again, which yeah, fair enough. We've got them. It's not not easy. I'm pretty sure they've got the Falcons, which I guess it's not easy, but it's easier. Um, obviously, they've got us, and then I can't remember the other game. But I, again, I don't. I think, think it's, it's Indy. I think they might be playing the Colts. Yeah, but don't possibly. Quite be on that. But what's the betting that we'll be playing off for the division? that last game of the season that'd be something wouldn't it well yeah i mean if we're still in if we're still level with them considering the schedule we've got versus them then you'd say that's been a very very good achievement from us but it's an interesting the way that the games fall in terms of home versus away because your three hardest games undoubtedly of that schedule are the chiefs ravens and bills they're the teams that you know are serious contenders and you know all of them that outright super bowl contenders they're all at home so as good as they are, you're going to have the crowd behind you. You're going to be hoping that that gives you a bit of an edge against the, uh, those teams. But then, again, the games that I think are very winnable, like the Bucks, the um, Browns and the Patriots, especially the the Bucks and the Patriots, I think they're games that we've got to be winning. The Bucks look really, really bad. I mean, they're, they're five and six and they're playing in that division where, you know, everyone else has got a losing record. So their wins that they've got are not that impressive they really don't look very very good and same with the Patriots I really don't think they're particularly up to much I don't think they're a bad football team they're always going to be well coached and Mac Jones is not too bad but um, I do think that's um, a game that we should be winning but they're all on the road so and, and, it, and, yeah, and, and the, pa- the Pats game is going to be Christmas Eve isn't it so yeah, you exactly. don't know what the so weather's again, going to be like could be could yeah. be pretty frigid up there on Christmas Eve they're all every game between now and the end of the season there's there's they're all going to be money games do you know what I mean like they're all going to be games where it could like you said it could go either way there's no clearly defined outcome you're not going to be a huge favorite nor a huge underdog in any of the rest of the games so yeah absolutely it, but it's going to be a very interesting end but you really love where we're at the way we've progressed through the season it's been really sticky at times there's been some disasters at times uh, but we're three unbeaten and you know we beat the panthers we beat the falcons for instance uh, several weeks ago beat the saints 
you know, average to below average teams. This was the big test, and we yeah, we passed the first one. Big tick in the box after that Titans game. Uh, fantastic performance and great result. And, of course, uh, it's a rematch of the AFC Championship game next week. Juju Poo-Poo, Paul Paul Smith, Paul Star is back at Paycor next week. Let's hope uh, Von Bell uh, dishes out some uh, similar punishment on the football pitch to to Poo-Poo. And um, Carlos Dunlap returns to Paycor as well. He doesn't know it's Paycor, really. He only knows it's PBS, but he's back in town after notching up his 100th career sack last week. Um, lots of fun to be had uh, in this uh, upcoming game. But um, let's let's draw our little reaction to a close. Let's have some. Let's go to the parish news board. Yes, there is some news, parishioners. We do have a meetup, the final meetup of the year. It's in the books. We're ready to go on it. Um, it'll be Sunday, December the 11th, at the Coach House, which uh, is uh, formerly or was formerly the Comedy Pub, uh, which hosted our Super Bowl party slap bang in the middle of London, London's fashionable theatre district. Uh, in just off Piccadilly Circus, so it's a great location, great pub. Ian and his team are, are marvellous. We've got the middle floor. We're not taking over the whole pub this time, sadly. Um, it's not going to clash with any World Cup malarkey. Um, so hopefully, from uh, six o'clock, it's a six o'clock kickoff. We'll be there in on the middle floor of the Coach House, formerly the Comedy. And of course, we will have the Browns game on the big screen. So do come down. Uh, if you're in the London or South East area or, you know, wherever you are in the country and you fancy a weekend in London, uh, maybe get some Christmas shopping and who knows. Uh, it'll be a slightly festive feel, I think, to proceedings in the coach house. So uh, do come and uh, join in. They're always good fun and it's a great venue. So um, we'll look forward to seeing you then. And uh, other news. Well, uh, it is, as I say, tis the season. And uh, uh, we will have uh, the traditional annual Bengals UK Advent calendar kicking off on the 1st of December. Uh, it's basically every day you'll get to see uh, Bengals fans from across the UK sending everyone a Christmas message. So one fan a day right up until Christmas. So look out for them. There's some fantastic videos that have come in already. Uh, so uh, look out for that on first and we're also going to be um, doing another charity raffle uh, once again we've teamed up with Action for Children for their Secret Santa initiative every year Action for Children uh, buys or kind of raises money to buy presents for kids uh, all over the country who don't get to for whatever reason they may be vulnerable kids there they may have gone through terrible family tragedies but basically these kids don't get christmas presents like you know a lot of us are very privileged to do so each year so this fantastic initiatives uh raises money to buy christmas presents for for kids so it's a charity raffle watch out for the next uh, watch out for that in the next couple of weeks um we've got some fantastic prizes already confirmed uh, I know times are really tough out there, but it's a really fantastic cause. So if you can tip in 
a little bit of money that would be great to to raise money for a fantastic cause and also you may just win a terrific prize as well so uh, it's all going off it's a busy time of year it's a fun time of year and uh, obviously the football is getting hot as well so uh, it's great stuff well let's get to your correspondence shall we uh, james fox at james fox 1981 very impressive win wouldn't say we won ugly, but certainly had to battle through and showed plenty of grit and determination. P. Ryan was excellent and seemed much more dynamic than Mixon has been this season. Also, shout out to CTB for a cracking performance. He was outstanding. Um, Jamie, a track white piece, said, Brilliant win yesterday. ZT was right to go all Oprah and hand game balls to everyone. Haven't seen that many balls knocking about since they used to put the lottery on the telly. Loved angry Ted K telling Horn in Tennessee to do one, and we even had one punt return without a flag. Did you see that Ted Karras outburst as he was walking off the pitch? <laughs> well, I did. I very much enjoyed that. I felt quite sorry for there. Some poor woman stood there. I don't know if she's a security guard or whatever that looked terrified as he sort of walked past <laughs> for the second fuck off, but yeah. um, or fuck the second fuck you, but yeah. um. But yeah, no, that was absolutely fantastic. I think it was because they were at the end, weren't they? They were trying to like take out the the lion's knees, try and force a fumble, weren't they? At the end, they yeah, all got a bit shirty. Yeah. But yeah, no, good good for Ted. Uh, absolutely, I can imagine you doing that sort of thing actually when you when you <laughs> baiting the crowd and having a proper word with people. Uh, Bridge of Osize at Bridge of Osize. Um, Solid handle. What makes this game different for ZT was how they won. At times, they used the run a lot, and at times, not at all. They adjusted throughout the game, not just once per half, which reminded me of how the Patriots used to win games. Fair point, Bridge. Um, Memphis Soul, Stuart, Stuart Baird, uh, 688. CTB looked good, and Big Ted looked angry. He did. Ken Troop at Super Trooper, 64. Uh, probably in the top five wins from a league-wide perspective has now looked like serious contenders this year, but I'd still rank any Steelers win above it, though. P. Ryan is Mr. Dependable, Chicken Tikka Masala. <laughs> Mixing his chef special, often amazing, but can strangely disappoint at times. What a great way to put it, Ken. Oh, Absolutely. That, that, outrageous days. Samaj a Chicken Tikka, I think we'll call him from now on. VB at Von Blade. Um, Solid handle. Decent win against an OK team. Nice spread of the ball. OL was fantastic and LB played stellar. Chiefs didn't look special yesterday, so there is hope next week if we play the same. In order. Oh, sorry. We'll come to that in a moment. Killian at Killian underscore double zero. Sorry, uh, at Malloy uh, underscore double zero. Hard fought win. It's great to see that we can win many different ways, albeit not great for the nerves. I'm now really, really looking forward to heading to Cincy next weekend. Chiefs game will be a true test as to where we are. Killian, you're off to Cincy. Uh, amazing stuff. Have the best time. Someone's off to Cincy every week at the minute. I know. I think we were saying in the tailgate yesterday, this year, uh, above any year that I can remember, Bengals fans seemingly every week are going over to the States and I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a post-COVID thing where they think, do you know what? I've been cooped up the past couple of years. I've saved a bit, up a bit of money and, you know, the success of the team, I want to be part of it. I want to feel the atmosphere and 
Killian, mate, you've picked a cracker to go to. The atmosphere is going to be off the charts next week. You'll probably see our Amy and Dan over there. So uh, they went to the Titans game yesterday, as did Leanne and Rory. If you are planning to go to Cincy, do get in touch with us and uh, send us loads of photographs. We'd love to see your adventures. Seiji at Earl of Norks. Um, solid handle. So you had to think about that one. See, I'm giving Earl of Norks a solid handle every time, but there was a little pause there for you. Probably. Yeah, no, I just, I just checking. Okay, all right, all right. Top tier win this one. Defense, offense, special teams, play calling were all very good considering the state of the turf. Also, Joe Boy threw the ball pretty good, and his running seems to be another weapon. Um, okay. Uh, let's see, Derek Davis at Sturdy Stem. Derek's change. <laughs> solid handle. Uh, Derek's changed his handle, and he's got a solid handle. He's changed his handle from a from a floppy handle to a solid handle. Great, <laughs> sturdy stem. Goodness me, so that's a proper solid that's, handle. Uh, that really is. <clears throat> Great all round team win. The rest of the league is on notice. This is how it looks when Borough has time. Um, very good. Very good. Robo Wolftown at Robo Ma- or Robo Macca. Uh, solid handle. This is an unbelievable solid handle. Oh, they're all coming out of the woodwork tonight. I, I tell you, there's a massive correlation between solid handles and wins. I know, right? Like, whenever there's know. a loss, no one turns up with the solid handles. But whenever there's a win, all the all the crackers come out of here, come out from the woodwork. I know, I know, and they're all very welcome uh, as well. Paul at Picar Burns. Um, not seeing the game yet, as I do not have... This is a legitimate question. Now, Paul, remember, I, I like to include Paul in these uh, correspondence because Paul is, is new to NFL fandom. He's picked the Bengals. I think he's a little bit shell-shocked at the, the nerve-wracking nature of these victories and losses. Uh, but, you know, that's for every game, Paul. So uh, he, Paul says, not seen the game yet, as I do not have Sky Sports, and I am waiting for it to be on the NFL Game Pass. This may be a silly question. No, no silly questions, Paul. I'm being honest about that. But why does that happen? I get Sky want TV viewing rights, stroke figures. Do people have both streams to cover this when the team gets picked for Sky coverage? So two questions there, Nathan, right? Why does Sky do that? Why are games blacked out when on Game Pass when they're on Sky? Well, I think Paul's just hit the nail on the head, right? It's exactly, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. they want people to watch Sky. Um, and yeah. if you had, frankly, if you had a choice between Sky and Game Pass, you'd go Game Pass every time, right? You know? Um, yeah. yeah. But how do you watch it on Sky if you don't have a subscription? So basically, Paul, you just go onto Now TV, which is Sky Sport, or Sky's. Uh, streaming platform online and you can buy you can buy day passes to Sky Sports they put it up slightly it's 11.99 so it does mean paying some extra money and it's just the biggest bugbear I think for NFL NFL fans whatever team you support whenever you're on Sky you lose that uh, NFL, that game on NFL Game Pass. And, of course, it's a lot of money to subscribe to NFL Game Pass. I haven't worked out what it is per game, but do you know what I mean? You, if you were the Chiefs, for instance, who are the darlings of the NFL and NFL media on in a primetime game or a Sky game every other week or whatever it might be, you're looking at losing at least 50% of your Game Pass uh, value each each season, right? Which is just unbelievable and you don't get any refunds from it obviously that would be ridiculous right um 
but yeah it's something's got to be done about this i don't know what the answer is but well i do know what the answer is just give people the choice whether they whether, whether they want to watch sky or watch game pass you know um but yeah if you yeah do... i mean it's slightly more i mean you have to remember from sky i mean the, the one thing i'd say to sky is they've been providing nfl to the uk audience for about 15 years now and if they hadn't done it i'm sure there's a lot of people here that wouldn't even be fans of the nfl today i mean myself included with that um so I think you have to give them a bit more credit than than that. And at the end of the day, like obviously as fans, we want to watch you know all the games, and we don't want to pay much money for it. So it's one of those, isn't it? If Sky just turn around and say, right, you know, we're not going to black out the game on Game Pass, like you said, probably half or nearly everyone would do it. And then they're sat there, you know, and they've got bills to they've got to make money themselves. That's how they, you know, they pay for things by selling advert space. They pick the best game every week the best game this week in their opinion in the 6 p.m slot is the bengals titans it was a great game they hope they get x amount of thousands of people watching it that therefore justifies you know what to their advertisers or whatever they make the money so i get why they do it it's really frustrating and it means that if you want to you know watch the game you gotta have sky or you gotta have virgin or you've got to you know have whatever it is or pay for now tv i it's a bit of a tough tough luck isn't it i mean you know in an ideal world yep it'll all be free and we could all watch all the games but that's that's business isn't it and you know i know yeah it's not i ideal. still object to having to pay like what is it, 150 quid uh a year for game pass and then you know kind of a quarter of the games yeah know, but you say that, no, i, you know I, know, I mean? know what you mean but like it's nothing when you compare it to what you have to pay to watch the premier league i mean to, we well, get to watch, yeah that's we, true, we that's get true. To, you get to see every single nfl game live and in hd through game pass for like what is it yeah 140 quid or something like that which is i mean that's less than or it's about 10 pounds a month you know maybe just slightly more than that 12 quid or something across the course of the year and that gets you access to nfl network so that if if your team's on sky like you said if it's the chiefs and you haven't got sky sports you don't pay for it and you have to go now tv route and you're probably looking at about 200 quid if that's you know the grand scheme of things so yeah it can add up i i take that point but you know that that's in a worst case scenario um you know we're going through um now tv so yeah i don't know it, it, it's it's a tough one but I, I i get it from both sides you know um uh and yeah i mean we could rage on that argument all night long really but uh michael smith at conniving underscore crow Solid handle. Um, face it, everyone. We're good and we're getting better with Chase and Mixon to return. There are some trends developing too. When a British Bengals fan attends a game, we win. And when Palmer is out of the country, we win. Don't encourage him to take more holidays, uh, Mike. Um, mega. I was, I, was in, I was very much in the country. Well, exactly. Time. Yeah, you were back for the game. Uh, mega Farter at Mega Farter B. Um, shocking handle. Oh, come on. That's a solid handle. It's a shocking handle. Mega farter. Sorry, Scott. You've got a good... That's a good handle. Um, we're getting hot again just at the right time. Win against KC and the momentum we're building is going to go through the roof. I'm getting very excited about this team. Same uh, uh, Martin Dorset Bengal says, the last three games have gone a long way towards convincing me that the coaching staff are actually pretty good. I've been a bit sceptical of Zach sometimes. Best win of the season for me. Alex Costa, after slagging off the secondary against Schittsburg, I'm glad that I've been able to eat my words and also the defensive line. And linebackers need all the credit for that defensive display. 
Paul Dennis at Typewriter01 pays tribute to Samaje P. Ryan. Ol at Duke of Panache. He's back. Solid hanging door. Big Knight as Mrs. Panache is a Titans fan. Went full Karras with that penalty to end the game. Big trouble <laughs> in the Panache household. Lou Anarumu is an absolute god. And all those defensive players too. This team might be better than last year. Shush, Panache. Shush. Um, Sam Anger at Sam underscore Anger. Hey up, lads. I'd say this is quite up there in terms of getting a solid win when having playmakers out was a slow start, but we came well into our own in the second half. And the performances really did justify what a good, solid team we are without some big names. P. Ryan, what a hero. Richard Dixon at Lord Rixendale. Solid handle. My voice is going to be gone the amount of solid handles there are tonight. <laughs> Do you want to take a drink of water? I should, I should have given one for the typewriter handle. I quite enjoyed that yeah, typewriter. Yeah, like, you like a typewriter. That's a solid handle as well. So that's about. That's got to be ten. Yeah, I know. This could be a record. This could be a record solid handle night. This could be. Uh, uh, anyway, the Lord says really good Hartford win. One of our best. Um, um, in the off-season, a lot of folk were saying the Bengals face a difficult decision regarding extending T next summer. I don't think it's a difficult decision at all. He's proved himself to be indispensable. Pay the man. Well, we'll see. It's a bit early for talking about contracts, but of course you'd love to keep T. He's, he's fantastic. Um, <laughs> I can't believe it. Simon Walker at Grass Bandits. Um, <laughs> Solid handle. Simon could be a first-time caller. Um, certainly not recognised the handle. Grass Bandits. I love that. Uh, as a win, it's right up there for me. Improving in OL and especially Jonah the last two games. It's great to see. When Awuji got injured, I thought we might have too many mountains to climb. But Cam Taylor Britt yesterday. Look at his PFF grades. 79.7 in uh, 81 point anyway whatever now look so look just one thing i want to say just because it's been such a positive show we've not even there's not even been one loser there's not been one negative there's not been one bad thing so i've got to just say one thing because i just think we need to keep some degree of balance here we don't want to go too on the kool-aid do we after such a win I'm a i do worried. but yeah go on go on well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i am a bit worried and I think this could really come down the road and haunt us a bit when it gets dicey in the playoffs and you're playing these big offences. And I think you might see it a bit against the Chiefs. I'm a bit worried about the pass rush. OK, interesting. It's a bit, bit slow, in it? I know we got well, one yesterday. I don't know, but, but I don't... I mean... We've got 16 and a half in 11 games. And... There's only two players that have got more than two in Hub yeah, and Hendrickson. Yeah, it's certainly not as effective as last last year. But you know, sacks aren't everything, and I think they're the, not. But, it, but oh, I know what you that... mean, though. I know what you mean. They really do help. You know, let's face it. You know, yeah. And Hendrickson just... was on fire last year, wasn't he? So yeah, I just like six and a half for him <laughs> through you know eleven games. You'd like him to have at least another sort of two or three on there, and. I think you want people like Cam Sample to be stepping up and Joseph Asaya, but they've got one each through 11 games. They are games. making plays, though. They are, no, they're not, they're not, they're not sacks, playing badly. But, you know but I, mean? I just, I, I, I mean, the run game, I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, have you, have you watched Brian um, Baldinger's breakdown of what they did to Derek Henry yesterday? If you haven't seen it, go No, I haven't. It but I, I have seen Twitter, that clip with but, DJ Reader who, sh you know, took yeah. on a double team and basically just pushed them both back 
into no, the go, unbelievable. Go and, watch, go and watch his breakdown because it's phenomenal. I mean, you can't <clears> doubt <throat> some of the work that's being done, but just in terms of actually getting to the quarterback and, you know, causing a few sacks and fumbles and stuff like that, that's one area I am a little bit worried about. I and mean, when you come up against your Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allens, and those sort of quarterbacks of the world, I think that's an area where we might just need to sort of improve going down the stretch. But anyway, that's... that's well, well, uh, we'll see. We'll soon see. Uh, things are yeah. rapidly approaching, aren't they? So, yes, another uh, question I ask people. Uh, I'm going to ask you this first, Nathan. Uh, it, it is it is tis the season, and we're already thinking about uh, Christmas food, and for, uh, um, and for most people, they get a tub of chocolates, right? And the most popular brands of chocolates, and for our American listeners, they're not chocolate bars. They're kind of bite-sized little morsels wrapped up in in coloured wrappers, and you get a big tub of them, and they're fantastic uh, flavours, and uh, it makes you just feel Christmassy just talking about these things. There are four... four you've got to choose one, Nathan. Quality Street, Roses... Oof. Heroes or celebrations. Now, celebrations do have things like Mars and Snickers, mini versions of Mars and Snickers in there. Quality Street and Roses are your old school choices. Uh, celebrations and Heroes are your new school. Uh, I I will all go always go for Quality Street because of the, nost- the nostalgia value. Uh, what's Nathan Palmer saying? I'm probably going to go heroes or, or oh. yeah probably heroes okay I think. well james power ranked his quality, quality, quality streets quality streets is shocking yeah they but are, it's, roses it, are shocking as well they're so i mean i i don't mind the, 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 i i mean like you can have like the what is it like the golden barrel and the toffee <laughs> yeah. penny and stuff I mean, you can eat them but they're shocking yeah, but it, I mean, to be honest, it's a nostalgia thing. I mean, I used to, you know, we used to have Quality Street and yeah. Roses every Christmas. Um, but uh, we've got Jamie Trekwater Beast's uh, power ranked his Quality Street because I think the consensus, as ever, you go against the consensus, but the consensus is Quality Street. And this is, uh, this is uh, Jamie's power rankings one pink fudge, two green noisette triangle. Three caramel swirl, four toffee finger, five orange crunch, six green solid chocolate, seven toffee penny, and a partridge in a pear tree. No, that's something else, isn't it? Eight coconut eclair, nine orange cream, ten strawberry delight in the bin, purple hazelnut shite. Now, that's outrageous because I'm having purple hazelnut at the top of my personal rankings, and uh, just want to—I uh, mean, they all sound like drag queens, don't they? Um, I think, especially uh, pink fudge and purple hazel <laughs> and toffee you, finger. You, you, you ever had a toffee finger? In the ever, middle of the year. You ever, have you ever had a toffee finger, uh, Nathan? Um, probably at some point, yeah. Sorry. I, I, I did used to have them, but I just did not. They're not that good, are they? Uh, TJ Hushmanzada's shiny shoes at TJ's shiny shoes. Oh, that's the that's the original I, solid handle, surely. Oh, yeah, I'm glad you got it. I just my voice is a solid <laughs> handle. 
That was the worst <laughs> solid handle I've ever heard. I've got a bit of a cough at the moment as well. I'm like, I'm struggling today. I've been people s- putting too much pressure on me here today. Right, TJ. Well, do it again. Do, do it again. I'll come on. I'll okay. TJ Hushmanjad. I see. I can't say it now. TJ Hushmanjad. Shoes at TJ Shiny Shoes. Solid handle. There you go. Uh, he goes for Toffee Deluxe at the top with a Toffee Penny uh, second and Toffee Finger three. I reckon TJ's shoes likes is a bit of a toffee fan um he did said uh, fudge is at the bottom he might need to eat a tin first to check though so uh, there we go just a bit of fun a bit of chocolate fun uh, I, do you know what i love at christmas some chocolate go on toblerone yeah that's good that's good have I, I love those big boxes of Maltesers you get. Yeah. You know, the ones where they all rattle around in and you can sort of like feast your paws in them and just rip out a load. I yeah, but that's them. exactly like Quality Street and Heroes and Celebrations and Roses, surely. You just stick your hand in, grab a, grab a, yeah, a handful, I mean, but, you know. Um, I don't know. Have you seen, however, the Tony's Chocolonely's Christmas flavours this uh no, I haven't. So I, I can't intrigued. remember what they are, but I did see Tony's Chris, uh, like an advent calendar. Uh, that's knocking about. And also some special Christmas flavours that do sound really good, but I can't remember what they are. So that do you see that they've just put their prices down? No. That. Yeah, they're, they're, because of the old inflation thing, they've taken the move to put the prices of their chocolate down. Okay. So you know how one of those bars was like, I don't know, it's like anywhere between like a fiver and about three ninety nine. Yeah. So they're now like two ninety nine everywhere. Okay. Well, that's good. Like, that means I'll buy more for Christmas yeah. for myself. No, I know. Right. I think we better wrap this up, Nathan. Big game against the Chiefs uh, this week. Uh, what's your snap prediction? I this is unpopular. I reckon it's a freebie game for us. Okay. I think. Right. I think. You, I think if we lose it. It's a shame that you know, but the Chiefs are possibly the best team in the NFL right now. I don't think it'd be a disgrace to lose to them. I mean, if we lose, it's fine. I think we're still on track, but we are at home and we we've beaten them in the last two games. Jamar Chase is back. We're very healthy. They've looked, you know, they didn't look great um, at the weekend. So I, I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not putting too much pressure on it I think if we could beat him out if we the thing is it depends what you're looking for if you're looking to try and win the division or get in the playoffs or if you actually you know I tell you if you beat them you, you're looking at why I'm not the number one seed I'm being serious because they're the best team in the AFC I think yeah I know and if you could topple them at home having just toppled the Titans you'd only be a game behind them and they'd be in the you know the sort of driving seat still even with a loss so and obviously you'd have the the tiebreaker so it depends how much this team believes and i mean they've been getting better and better and they are going through the gears i thought zach said it so well in the press conference after the game yesterday about like you know the whole narrative they've got to play us rather than yeah, we yeah. be saying like, oh, we've got to go and play them and all oh, they're quite good aren't they like you know it's that the you know the other way around like especially these three big teams that have got to come to paul brown you know like the chiefs I don't know. I mean, let's see. I'm intrigued what Jamar's going to offer us when he's back and how that impacts the game yeah, plan. Yeah, I'm going for a home win. I am. Yeah, uh, I mean, if not? we do, why it'd not? be phenomenal. It'd be phenomenal. Yeah. What will you do if we win? You've got to do something. If we oh. win against the Chiefs next week for the podcast, what are you going to do? 
Oh, I'd be barking like a dog on the podcast. Well, maybe didn't. not that. That might not make for a good listener. I... But uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, tell you, what, I'd... well, I tell you I what, let's be barking like a dog though. Let's open it up to the listeners. What would you like to? Well, you can't see, but I just get battered if you want. I just. <laughs> What are, uh, like the six o'clock, like... seven o'clock on Monday evening? But no, listeners, yeah, I mean, what would you like uh, to to hear Nathan do next week um, uh, if the Bengals beat the Chiefs? Only fun, happy stuff, not like go, uh, you know, rip off all your clothes and run down the street or whatever. Rusty knife. Yeah, as well. Uh, right. Okay. Well, uh, enjoy the game um, on Sunday. We'll be back next week. Do remember our meetup. Uh, at the Coach House on Sunday, December the 11th to hang out with Bengals fans and uh, watch the Browns game. Look out for the Advent Calendar, which kicks off this Thursday, December the 1st. Look out for our charity raffle, which will be coming soon afterwards. So lots of things going on, lots of fun things to look forward to in the countdown to Christmas. But until next week, it is a who day from me. And a who day from me. Cheers, guys. And it should also be noted that the views and opinions expressed within this podcast do not reflect those of the Cincinnati Bengals organisation.